Hello everyone. My name is Saliha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds, and experiences. And together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 27th episode of the Untold Story Told. Today we're joined in by Adam Parr. Adam is a certified and accredited mindset coach. He helps people unlock their potential and also from what's holding them back when it comes to success. Adam is also a podcast host and has come up with many successful episodes. Today we'll get to talk to Adam a bit about what he thinks about certain topics and also get to know what he has to say when it comes to the various aspects of his life that moved him and shook him to become the person that he is today. So let's get to hear from Adam and see what he has to say today. Hello Adam, how are you today? Hey, I'm very, very well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, it's amazing to have you here today, Adam, because uh, I know when when we were on episode four, I said I'll have you on, and um, now we are here, and it's uh, it's really good to have you here. We always have amazing conversations when I'm on your show too, so uh, this is kind of like a gratitude thing too because I've always been on your show too so it's like now it's my turn to have you on mine yeah. so um I remember just before this um, podcast started Adam we were talking about a few topics and uh, but before that I also wanted to ask you as to how is it going for you these days Adam how is uh life coaching and podcasting going for you uh, how's the experience yeah, no, it's it's great to be here, and uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be back. And um, mm. yeah, the the coaching side of it, I'm basically you know building on that. I've kind of put a lot of my focus into podcasting recently, and with the coaching side of it, I'm you know just slowly building that on my website. You know, so I'm slowly building a WordPress website at the minute, mm. and you know just gathering ideas with that, mm. and uh, you know kind of doing coaching when I can on the side, and then. You know, putting you know a lot of my focus into podcasting, uh, right. which which I you know is kind of a weekly you know regular thing that I do, and you know try and try and stay up to date with you know everything really. Mm. Mm. Do you ever feel like when you're podcasting? Do you feel like uh, how like the the points that where you feel like how life coaching and your dream to help others is very much connected to podcasting? Do you come to those points while talking to people? 
yeah, I think I think there's definitely a connection in between. I mean, the people I talk to, it's not like you know you're having a coaching session with them, but you mm-hmm. know, behind kind of what you're doing, you're you're connecting with them and you're listening to them, mm-hmm. and it's you know co- I think coaching kind of helps because you kind of develop those those listening skills and you're mm-hmm. tuning into that other person. But as well, mm-hmm. like with that, you're you're providing value to you know listeners and. Yeah. there were people watching or listening because it's, it's uh you know there's a lot of content to be taken from you know the, the podcast like you know that you do isn't there so i think you kind of feel like you have this you know you kind of do you know have this responsibility mm. you know for those listening mm. Mm. that's it that's it and if, if i think if one has this inner desire to help others uh and it's something that comes to you passionately it stays with you and then even if you know something like covid comes in um we find our way out and we find a way to do what we want to do you know what our soul's purposes and we find a way so in saying so adam um what were there any challenges that you felt that you faced during these times that have uh, you know for instance because you're trying to be a coach and you're also trying to podcast at the same time and you there's so many people you talk to do you think that time is something that you realized is something you need to organize more and more as the days go by because i i personally go through that struggle so do you feel that is something that you're facing every day how to organize your day so you can get through everything yeah no that's a really good point it's something that i've been working on i think you know for the past couple of months and something that i've been thinking about a lot more um especially you know when you know you're the only person who's kind of doing everything you know you're doing the podcasting you're doing the you know the website bits you know uh family life in between things that you have to do within you know aside from that mm. and you know networking podcasting you know mm. there's a lot of different things that you know kind of come into play and you know I've been thinking about time a lot because mm. Mm. I tend to set a lot of goals and in head in I've got a whiteboard of all the different things I need to be doing mm. and I find that it's trying to learn how to break those things down because I've noticed that if I write them all down and have them there, mm. you know, they don't always get done. Mm. So, you know, I'm learning how to break them down into chunks and how to use time and how to, uh, mm. you know, get into a good routine of trying to get up early, you know. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a work in progress, you know. There yeah. are some days I get up earlier than others, but mm. I find people, you know, everyone's different but i find that people say if you get up earlier um you know you, you, yes you can get more things done but mm. it's it's kind of like what you do in that time you could get up at six o'clock mm. and you know you've got more time yes but you have to you know take that action in that time mm. so mm. but i've definitely found that it's definitely something that i've been learning and really thinking about yeah um, especially when you're trying to do many things and it's kind of just you doing it yes I love how you put it out there about how it's always a work in pro- progress because that's how it is. Um, whenever uh, you try to build a new habit, as long as you know it, that you're giving it your best shot, that's all that matters because in the end, we're all human and we can try our best to, you know, have these habits that make us into a better version of ourselves. And with waking up in the morning, I feel personally uh, what I felt the days that I was able to do it and I, of course, want to make it a way of life. What I feel is that what 
what it does for you is you take out time for yourself before you mm. do it for anybody else because the idea is that if you're there for yourself and you know what's happening within like even just like meditate or just sit down and ponder or just look at the sun you know coming out what those little moments with yourself and just nothingness and just stillness what they do is that give you that little edge as to aha like i'm okay where i'm at you know and so then you can be there for others or whatever things you want to get done through the day so i love that as you said that work in progress and um um i guess that's what it is we can just keep trying right we can just keep trying to bring these habits and as long as we know that this is where i want to be at and this is what i am and sometimes i go here 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 or do a spastic but you yeah. know what your goal is right as you said yeah no i think that's completely completely true and i think as you said it's it's a work in progress and you know i think it's okay if we don't all get all the things that we need to do done you know i think you know, we're not robots we're human beings and you know things happen in life you know like especially if you've got family or things that you need to do in between mm-hmm. um it's it's just that self-discipline isn't it you know saying i'm going, yeah. I'm going to do xyz at this time yeah. and and the thing is as well like i spoke about uh someone the other day is that when you do that thing i find in my opinion is that you gain like momentum mm-hmm. you know it's like a shift almost even if it's um posting a podcast or mm. doing something like cleaning cleaning your car or you know little little, little tiny tasks it kind of frees up that headspace and you gain a little bit of momentum and then you're like okay well I've done that got a bit of energy now I'm going to do this okay I'm going to you know and then you do that and that bit it just builds and I think like you said it's yeah you know life life's a bit like a you know like a heartbeat graph it's it's mm. just up and down and mm. you know it's never consistent and i think we always kind of think like here's point a and there's point b we're going to just mm. go you know across in a line and mm. you know like a lot of the time it's how we, we respond to things as well mm. 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 totally depends on how we respond to things and it's about being answerable to yourself first right you don't mm. have to be um thinking of what does this person think of me or that person think of me it's all to do with within you and that's why people like you and I Adam I I was just thinking this the other day it's like we're building an empire in our heads mostly it's all in our thoughts so it starts with the mm. thought right so at least at the thought level we're building an empire but like it's not in the way like people do it very traditionally where you have like this you're working in a workplace where you have a boss and then they're telling you what to do and then you're like yeah. you know this is what i do or uh, even in a very like a space where you're actually building a business where you bought all this equipment and then you have to like make sure that you get the revenue from them and all that we are in this very um what do you call it a very cyber sort of a space where we are doing it for the purpose of just being like i did this many things for the sake of this bigger version i have right mm. and just recognizing every day that yeah i have this vision i have visualized this and today i'm just going to give it my best 
And if I cannot, then I'm not going to be hard on myself. Whereas in the real world or the world that used to be, because a lot has changed since COVID, so I would say pre-COVID, in workplaces, things like that. Uh, if an employee is working and there's somebody who's looking at them as in, you know, monitoring them, uh, what happens in that kind of situation is like you always feel you are you have to answer to them. But what we are doing, we are answerable to ourselves, like literally. Uh, and that's mm. a concept anyone should just understand, no matter what workplace, wherever they are, that in the end of the day is what you feel inside. And if you feel you're, you didn't do your best, then you need to be okay with that too. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's a really powerful point. Um, I think, you know, the kind of field that we're in and we've been going into is... Uh, like kind of like slightly entrepreneurial kind of side isn't it you know you're kind of you know your own boss in some way you kind of have to answer to yourself and take responsibility for yourself and what's happening mm. because you know there's like you said there's no one over your shoulder telling you you know you need to put out four episodes today or you need to be doing yeah. this it's it's on yourself and it's like mm. you know it's kind of like you, you it's a constant like you said work in progress you're working on yourself to deliver content to put things out to think of ideas of you know new content and yeah. you know like reels and things like that and you know kind of go to that vulnerable place where you're just putting it out there and doing it and that takes a lot of kind of like skill because we you know we live in a world where a lot of people judge themselves based on other people's opinions or what they're going to think and mm. you have to battle all that you have to you have to kind mm. of face your own you know stuff and mm. deal with that and mm. own it mm. and like you know since covid's happened like you said a lot of different things have changed how people kind of work and think mm. and you know like me there are lots of people who kind of you know do jobs work for other people and i think you know that, that's okay but um i think you don't really nest you go through a different process you know if you're just working for someone and being told what to do you're Mm. you're you know you, you you're thinking in a different way if you know what I mean like compared to mm. doing things that you want to do and it's a different process um mm. but it, it's definitely been a time where you know it's it's made me think a lot differently you know mm. I think it's put things into perspective and mm. I think with like podcasting or anything mm. new you've got to kind of build those foundations haven't you and it takes time you know, there, there were some houses, uh, buildings being built near me. Mm. And at the minute, they're doing all the groundwork. They're doing all the foundations and they're building it in place. Mm. And I kind of like looked at that, you know, driving my car. And I was like, that's kind of like, you know, like life and anything that we do. You have to build the foundations first. And it just makes me think about everything that we've been doing. Mm. Mm. So that was a real long answer. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because um, I guess... 2020 in itself has been a year for many where a lot has happened but if we look at it it's about how you look at things as you said before if people look at it negatively then of course it's going to look like the typical way of looking at it as everybody is doing it on the internet just bashing 2020 as and done and dusted and thank god it's mm. over but yeah wouldn't you agree like the kind of things you've done like look at you you're already on your 200 episodes for this year with your podcast which mm. you just started this year didn't you start this year like with your podcast yeah i i started in 
I don't know the actual date I can find it. It's like January time. So I started in January. This year. And then yeah. this year. And um I've I'm close to two hundred. So I'll get two hundred done by end of this year. Mm. So yeah, it's 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 been a journey and I've learned a lot, you know, in that time. You know, like we we've done several podcasts, I've I've connected with people and you know, like I, I say, it, I say it many times that I kind of like to hit the ground running, and mm. through podcasting, you know, I, I've learned that it doesn't work like that. Mm. It, you know, it, it takes time. Mm. There's there's a process, mm. and you know, there's there's patience, and and that's 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 a work in progress. You know, most mm. days, you know, sometimes I can feel, you know, that that drive and you know wanting it now, and I have to mm. check in myself and be like, you know. Mm. doesn't work like that but mm. but yeah it, it, it's definitely been you know a pretty incredible journey so far and you know i look forward to you know where it goes do you think that the years that were before 2020 do you think they were as um like eventful for you in terms of your growth um as 2020 or do you think that this was the epic year of your life no that's a really good question um I think I think this year's kind of it's probably been one of the one of the best years for me personally uh in terms of like coming full circle if that makes sense like a catalyst almost um I think all the other years have kind of like led up to this point and then this point is then you know going to build and lead up to something else I and mean, that's kind of how life works if we kind of you know choose to look at it you know, in a, in a growth perspective as well. Um, mm. You know, the, the experience, I won't go, you know, too much into it, but like, you know, the, the experience, that like, like kind of, it's all led up to this point, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, things that have happened in the past, you know, relationships and jobs and experiences, it kind of, it's like these kind of building blocks, isn't it? That kind of like feed you up to um, mm. who you are. And then, but yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think this year is definitely, um, I've been able to use, you know, experiences and things I've learned, you know, even, even jobs, you know, that I've done and people that I've met, it's all kind of building blocks. And I think when you're in it, when you're in it, you don't really see it, you know, you don't yeah. really see it yes. until you kind of self-reflect and look back and you can see yeah. uh, how far you've come um, mm. and things like that. Mm. Mm. Or like if you meditate or you just take out time for yourself, that's when you can just have a cup of tea and go like, wow, like this is so much that has happened in mm. this year. Like how I went here and then went here and where I sit together, like I, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know? So mm. I, I, I look at you and look at what you've been up to and you're right, the, you know, coming on your podcast uh, was actually a very life-changing sort of experience. And yeah. that's the thing, Adam, the thing is that, um, it's not just that 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 particular podcast changed a lot of things for me, as in in terms of boosted my uh, inspiration to go towards podcasting and other things that I wanted to do in life. One has to have done enough self work that when that mm. opportunity or that door or that voice presents itself and says, "Are you ready?" then you need to be ready, right? So for yeah. me, I think I personally in 2020, I, 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 I think come to this point of a lot of inner work, 
And uh, I was just about to see more signs of things coming together. And I thought it was going to happen in a different way. But then I, with the moment I stopped fixating of the way it's going to happen or who it's going to happen with or what it's going to be or the place it's going to be, and just attach myself to the vibration of the things I want to feel in my life. That's when people like you and other experiences that I had of becoming a soul coaching, uh, uh, um, being in the soul coaching, coaching space and things like that, that just happened for me because I stopped fixating on the idea of what kind of place I'll be, who will I be with, or those kind of, um, that's mm. what I tell other people do now um, when I talk to them, even coaches, who are coaching in relationships and things like that, they all have this idea of, I have put it out to the universe, what kind of a life I want. And, but everyone's kind of like fixated of how that person or that place would actually, actually look like. And I say mm. the moment you disattach, detach yourself from the mm. idea of what in particular you want in the way, yeah, you can say, for instance, if you like, um, you know, let's say Gary Wee, and if you yeah. stick to the idea of, I like his ways, I like how he preaches and how he does his thing, but not fixate to the idea of actually sitting next to Gary Wee and working, maybe something bigger will come out for you, which will be around the energy of Gary Wee. And then, mm. and it helps you grow too. So that is what I'm trying to understand. Do you, do you feel that kind of a thing like in your life, this kind of a shift? I felt that shift. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I definitely felt that, and I, I've definitely like you know noticed that with you as well. And I think like sometimes we can kind of, like I said, fixate, you know, and and focus on you know, over kind of overthinking, you know, like how am I going to be or what is it, you know, that I'm working towards, and like you said, kind of kind of fixation on it, and. Yeah sometimes we just need to like you know like trust trust the universe and, and, and it working out and it can it'll kind of start as like one kind of step or that one kind of spark and that mm. that can just lead on to something else which then leads on to something else and mm. it that's mm. the kind of you know you have to kind of go with the flow of it if that makes sense don't you you kind of mm. have to just accept and be willing just to trust in you know it unfolding or, or working out and because i think if we try and force it too much it's not going to happen you know it's like it's like trying to stop you know water through a current from from moving you can't it just it's, it's continuous and that's kind of how like i think you know energy in the world works um i'm not a you know astrophysicist but that's kind of like what i've come to learn but i I think you, you know, like people said to me, you become like the five people that you surround yourself with. And I, I, I you know, like the, these shifts that have taken place, I kind of have come to like learn that. And, you know, yeah. through podcasting, through networking, through like kind of, you know, talking with you. And I think you kind of tap into that because you then yeah. resonate with other people on that vibe. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've definitely, you know, shifted myself in my in my perspective i think you know this year mm. um a, a, a great deal um and you know come to realize you know about your energy and what you vibe with and, and the things that you yeah. want and don't want yes and so important to know that you are the kind of person that learns from other human beings um, like i can i can actually visualize you looking at books and reading through them but then 
in actually wanting to know these people in real life as to what I'm reading about this phenomenon, this concept, right? But I want to know people who are actually going through it or how did they come over it or what did, do they, did they feel when they went through this and what mm. you actually hear those people. So I think your need for that actually came out through podcasting as well, not just because you naturally were a podcaster from the day you were born. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. had that conversation because you had the knack for it, as your mom always said, you had a knack for it. And just for the listeners and viewers, it's because I know a bit more about Adam, about his, how he got into podcasting and how it was his natural calling. But it's also to do with the give and take. There's, there were a whole number of people who were ready to talk to you about their experiences, who wanted somebody mm. to hear their experiences, who wanted to be validated listen to and the ability that you have adam is that through your podcasts you are you've always come across as a very very good listener and in the end of the day that's what i've realized that even if i could not be the best soul coach listening is something that any human being is ready and open to but only a few people they feel are the kind of people they can talk to. So you you have that natural ability. And again, sorry to cut this in this conversation, get oh, to another topic, but I'm going to talk about abundance now. And it looks like I'm preaching, but I really want to say this to you. Whenever, <laughs> you, whenever you talk about what you've done, I feel like in terms of abundance, you're the richest guy right now because you have found a way to talk to so many people in this year and each person that you talk to every conversation, it's like a transaction, not in the way that you are wanting something in return from them. It's just that mm. human interaction where you share experiences and as it's ancient human beings, that's what it was all about talking to each other. What did you see? What did you feel? What did you hear? What were your five senses experiences? And then this human gets mm. it from this and tells a story to another it's storytelling. That's mm. amazing where you are at today, Adam. No, thank you. No, I really, really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful, you know, for, for mm. everything. And um, I think it's it's like definitely been like a process. Um, I've always, like I said, I've always had that interest with people, you know, even from like an early age. I was, you know, my mom said I'd be talking to like old ladies on the bus and like just just talking. Um, <laughs> and even like now, when I if I go somewhere, you know, I just seem to like, attract and, and, and vibe with people you know if I, even if it's in a shop you know buying something i'll engage and talk mm -hmm. um but but yeah i mean my listening skills like i used to kind of filter things out like i used to take what i wanted to hear you know i think when i was a teenager i was i would do that mm -hmm. i would listen to what i wanted to hear and filter out things so mm -hmm. but i know it's when i when i did my coaching you know i really learned to uh you know tune in and tap into you know the, the listening side of it but mm. with, with podcasting it's definitely you know being something that i've you know worked on and worked on and worked on a lot and mm. probably got to that stage where it's a lot easier for me to you know listen and engage mm. um mm. but but yeah like like telling stories you know uh, you know telling stories um you know people sharing stories you know from their experience in and being able to you know tap into things from my experience and, and to you know, like I so said, like that kind of, you know, yeah. listen, you know, listen and exchange, that part exchange, isn't it? I yeah. think is, it's, it goes back to, um, you know, you think back to like the Western times and campfire stories and that kind of thing. It's like, mm -hmm. a, it's like a modern, you know, podcasting is like a modern take on that, isn't it? Because yes. we're, 
we were sharing experiences, listening to other, other people's uh, stories, which I think is 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 uh, you know vital. I think that you can take a lot from other people's experience and you know develop a, a certain perspective on life because you're. I think naturally we just kind of self reflect and think we could think about our own lives or you know similarities to that other person. Um, so I think I think it's quite powerful, you know, because we we're very very lucky to have the technology to be able to do this. Yeah, and the fact that we're all very different, but at an emotions level, like at an emotional level, there's so much of similarity. Like two people could have gone to two through two different traumatic mm. experiences, locations whatever they went through, but at an emotional level, they both put, might have experienced a similar emotion, right? So that that human calling of saying we are, might be different, but we're also so same. So you bring the collective together, that overall consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a powerful thing because, like, you know, someone could be, you know, we're, we're polar opposites, you know, different parts of the world, like you're Australia, I'm UK. Um you know, we, we've connected with people, you know, like mutual friends that we know as well. And, you know, they're different parts of the world, but you feel like you're so close to them or you resonate so closely with them, regardless mm. of how far they live, because they, mm. they've had similar experiences or they've been in, you know, certain places. And, and they're, mm. you know, it's like, you know, like frequencies. I had, a, I had a thought when I was in bed last night. I don't know, really. Sometimes I get random thoughts or I, you know, ideas and um, part, it was like, you know, the magic of when you connect with someone um, on the same frequency or something like that. Mm. There was a kind of a magic to it. I mean, like the vibrations that we have as people mm. and when you don't know somebody mm. and you just, you just kind of vibe, you know, mm. or you just, I think it's quite, quite special. And mm. I think, you know, we, we should think about it because we know we're all energy, aren't we, at the end of the day. Mm. Hmm. And I guess the idea would be once you experience something where it comes from just a space of awareness where you're like, oh yeah, this is a good connection. And it's not that I, you know, um, I was ready for this, but you, it's the truth is that in your heart space and in your mind space and the way you are as a human, you did create a space for a human being like that in your life. And so when they show up, it's just because maybe you did work enough on that part of you all your life like you had that special place within you for that kind of human being and so you see them in different connections and some people you see a lot of that in some people so you're like wow like it's because mm -hmm. we made little spaces in our lives for that kind of a person so there was you know how people say i've got space for you i have you know so we actually yeah, yeah. those little spaces so people who like us were empaths and are very connected within we we whenever we faced anything really bad and sad, we started believing in something really good, which is the opposite of that. Like if we did experience something really terrible, we, we ought to face something of the opposite of that. You know, mm. that always stayed within us. So we didn't become miserable. We started to become hopeful and looking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. Like, um, you know, it's, it's using your experience, isn't it? And uh, how you kind of like want to respond with 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 that, you know, like you can go through things and some people will think, oh, you know, poor me. And I'm not okay because X, Y, Z happened. Um, but, you know, it's kind of, 
how are you going to like you know flip your experience um you know you hear about it mm. a lot I, I i've met people who have got um you know health conditions and they're doing a lot and they're yet they're not letting it you know define them to be a certain way if that makes sense like we True. like you know uh we came to a gr you know gr yes and, yes and she's got like a kind of condition she has some kind of condition which you know is pretty can be quite debilitating for some people yes but it's like you know how you you know we the way our minds work you know we're very very you know we have that potential to kind of you know be whatever we set our minds to and yes. you know I, I think it's you know we we have a choice really at the end of the day yeah yeah and that's it that's it you know some people are going through things that you can visually see and some people are going to things which is like an internal battle so it can be at an emotional level it can be at a physical level and some people are just you know they you can see scars on their faces things like that but doesn't mean that anybody is lesser than anybody or anybody's experience is lesser that's one thing i was noticing was like if somebody wants to explain to somebody about their traumatic experiences so that the other person can understand that it's okay and you will come over it there's nothing that is a lesser experience or a much extreme experience we're all in this together and all our experiences matter isn't it yeah no definitely and i think as well like you know especially you know talking about it and you know like there'll be there's always going to be someone else out there who's probably been through something similar to what you've been through or or some kind of trauma or a certain experience and you know just by you being you sharing it putting it out there and you know doing your thing with it you know could inspire them to then do do the same as well and i think that's kind of magic of it and that's kind of kind of where it's where's that you know and it's that kind of like triumph over adversity adversity isn't it it's it's uh you know pushing through that and saying this is where i am today this is what i'm doing and you know i I have a lot of respect for people like that. There's a lot of, uh, um, you know, kind of like role models that I have who, you know, have been through a lot of things. And, you know, even like Kevin Hart, you know, the comedian, like people don't, people tend to see like the tip of the iceberg of where they're at now. They don't really see, you know, the, the hardship or the struggle, you know, and I think that kind of makes a person, you mm. know, that kind of that going through that grit and, mm. you know, using that, um, to propel you to that next level. Mm -hmm. I guess it's so important to look at things like, you know, um, how we're going to a certain place in terms of, you know, how people get to a self-actualization level eventually. And they're like, mm. oh, okay, so I have done all these goals and now what is my bigger, bigger purpose? So I, I guess my question to you would be like, have you ever felt like when you're talking to other people or like you're in this space where you're coming from a very authentic space where you're giving this advice, you're telling people of how to be, you know, how you talk in your little, in your videos yeah. on your Instagram. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes when you're talking, you don't know where these words are coming from and they feel like as if you are talking to yourself, like a higher self is emerging and then when you when you look at that video later on, you're like, wow, did I say all those amazing things? Do you think this this is what they call self-actualization or the higher self emerging? I think that's a really good point. I think, yeah, like I've I've definitely noticed it not just in those kind of like clips that you know we do sometimes. I've noticed it in podcasts, like I've done podcasts before. 
and it's just da 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 and then I'm like, what what did I even say? Like almost miss bits out. It's just you you just kind of go into a place and it just comes to you and you just kind of say it. And I think there there is a kind of like higher self kind of place to it. I think you, I think what it is, it's that kind of self actualization, and you're just tapping and chiseling away into things that you're kind of like discovering, isn't it? It's a bit like, um, how can I describe it? It's like chipping away at something. You like, you say you're mining for, for gold almost. It's like you're chipping away. You're just tapping into these mm. different areas and you're just, oh, what's this here? And, and mm. it's kind of like that. And like you said, it, it, you're just tapping into something consciously and it just kind of goes into different layers. I think there's different layers, you know, to different things. So I think there is that kind of, there's all these different processes going on um, mm. Mm. because you're discovering things about yourself as well. I, I uh, had a podcast with some guy who was talking about depression and mm. he talked about, you know, losing his mom. Um, and he said, you know, it was really difficult, you know, to do that, but it was kind of like therapy in some way, you know, it's kind of that cathartic, process of going in going you know going into things and talking about it because mm. yeah because afterwards through talking about it you're shifting and then you're yeah discovering things about it mm. Mm. that's what i do in my podcast too i do that a lot and i feel how people shift um their point of view and then they go into a different world the, the way i do it adam is like i get people to talk about like they're present and then we suddenly go into their past and it's mm. like that one moment where you would think it's similar you had those similar ideas that you have now like when you were a kid you know maybe you wanted to you know talk on the mic things like that well did you have those kind of moments as a kid did you feel like you always wanted to speak a lot or talk to people or influence people when you were a kid like uh, being on stage? trying to think uh like being on stage or yeah i I mean, I'm I'm pretty much an extrovert now, uh, very sociable. But I think, yeah, as as a kid, I part of me was a little bit shy. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of normal. But I, I did do a play. Um, I don't know if I mentioned. I did do like a play where I had a main part, and I was uh, in the Annie musical, and I played okay. I played Rooster, and I had to be like a little, like a bit of a gangster kind of thing. <laughs> and put on a, 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 American accent and wear a hat and stuff and that was like you know main role um but I I do remember doing any lines any lines yeah yeah there were those loads I I can't remember any I don't think Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm not going to attempt to sing again but um uh (laughs) but uh but yeah like I remember the first day of doing it and everyone's there and I kind of had like stage I think it was like mini stage fright and mm. I just had a blur, and I just couldn't remember my lines, and it was terrifying. Mm. And uh, mm. yeah, I've, I've kind of always, I've always kind of known deep down that there's some kind of purpose that I want to fulfil. If that makes sense, to, yes. you know, on, on a scale with people. Yes. Um, you know, I've kind of just I'm trying to reflect back on what you what your question. What was your question again, sir? Being sent, you're, I guess you're more sensitive to en- energies, always been sensitive to energies. You've always felt like yeah. you had 
um, um, like you you are there for others, but you you didn't you don't you didn't know in what way and what form, right? When you were younger. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of um, was always there, you know, for people. I was I had this awareness and knowing that I wanted to, you know to do something or give something or serve, you know. Mm. I've always done jobs where I'm serving, like you know, like hotels, mm. waitering, um, mm. things like that. So mm. I've always kind of just, you know, been good, knowing that there's a purpose in me somewhere to deliver, you know. Mm. But mm. I think as as a child, it's this is the thing with like you know like life, isn't it? Like we kind of have this light and inside of us to you know to to shine, and I think. It, experiences in life happen and that can sometimes dim a little bit you know um mm-hmm. and, and it's it's kind of tapping it back it back into that light mm-hmm. as uh, you know as thing as that sounds and kind of because we've all got that light inside us haven't, haven't we to tap into to to uh put out there so that's that's been a journey in, in itself and um mm-hmm. but i think even though you know those times where your light dims it's it's not going to fully dim, you know. There's there's mm. in that in the in your light kind of dimming, it's gonna then, you know, propel you t- to that next level, isn't it? You know, over over time. Yeah. Do you think it's really important as like when you know, because I, I feel it's it's important to look at this, like when kids are growing up, how important it is to have like a role model or somebody that they can just hang on to when they don't know what the hell to do you know when yeah. situations just come up do you think it's i feel it's very important to have that one person they can turn to even if it's not a parent you know it doesn't have to be a parent yeah no i, th- I think role models are key i think role models are definitely key um mm. i mean when i was at school you know i was i was a, I was a different person excuse me uh to, to who i was now uh mm. and i said you know i was chasing my ego a lot i was in the wrong crowd of people i mm. was you know, fighting a lot at school. Uh, a lot of a lot was happening. You know, plus uh, mm. you know, like PTSD happening alongside it as well, and mm. you know, things at home and stuff like that. So, you know, like in that time and process, you know, just if you could talk to somebody, you know, like mm. you know, my my mum, you know, is quite a role model for me. You know, she was there for me. Um, you know, mm. teachers at school, you know, try and find a good teacher if you've got a, you know teachers when when i was at school mm. i'm not going to mention any names but uh you know a lot of them weren't overly great you know mm. and mm. i remember kind of having some teachers i felt like didn't really what's the word because because i was in that kind of egotistical arrogant place back then a lot of teachers just didn't want to bother you so mm. part of me was like you know well mm. They don't care, so why should I? Yeah. But there were, there were some teachers in my school who kind of stood by my side, and they, you know, they were really good, and I could talk to them, and they kind of kept me kind of going through that time. So I think we kind of have to kind of pick good role models of people that we can kind of draw from. Um, you know, whether who that's cares. someone who cares, I, I picked that from you. Yeah. Right now it's like we need that someone who genuinely cares, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had a good teacher called Mr. Witherson, and, mm. you know, I'd like him to be on the podcast one day, and mm. uh, he 
you know, I used to talk to him in, in, in lunch breaks, you know, and, and before school, uh, after school sometimes. Because mm. it was rough. It was rough when I was at school. But he, I think he kind of, mm. you know, could see what was going on, you know. And mm. that, that meant a lot to me, you know. Just a te- you know, 10-minute chat, 15-minute yeah. chat. Yeah. You know, it can make a big, it can, it can make a big difference. Big, big difference. Big, big difference. Do you feel like you could come home and tell your mom about your experiences or you were like, I'd rather not tell her what's happening at school? Ah, uh, um, just trying to think back. I think I would hold on to stuff, I think. I was a bit of like a reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, I would just kind of like, duh, 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 and then it was like, bang. Um, but I was like that with the teachers as well. Like, you know, th- they couldn't log anything really because I didn't say anything for so long. Mm. And then it was like time went on and they're like, well, there's not really much we can do because three weeks have gone by, you know. Mm. it's So I, I would kind of stay strong, I think, and just keep on going and keep on going. And then I'd be like, bang. And then, and then you know. Then it's like, okay, we've got to pick up all the pieces now. Mm. You took a lot on yourself and just thought that's your thing. So why should you burden somebody else with it? Yeah. Oh, it's that kind of like, I think, especially in men, it's that, you know, be strong, keep going, get on with it kind of thing. Mm. A lot Um, more more with men. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not just saying it's just men. It happens in women as well. Like, But I think a lot more in men sometimes probably. Uh, it's but, more but yeah it's more but but i think you know in in those times in our lives where we're in a vulnerable place like i said or difficult times you can't see it of where it's going to propel you to mm. you know how no. but at the time you just can't because you're just going through the motions no. um no but but i i wouldn't change the past i wouldn't change things that have happened because it's kind of made me who i am and I've been able to, you know, self-actualize and make a choice to to work on things. And now you can be there for those kids who are going through yeah. all of this, right? Yeah, and that and that's that's definitely it. And I think, you know, like I said, we're a very deep empaths. And I think, you know, when you've been in certain places, you can identify that number of people. You can help other people and be that and provide that space for people, you know. And that's kind of the gift with it. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, but we, we, we shouldn't shy away from experience or, you know, be ashamed of things happening. Part of that, part of that strength is owning, owning it, you know, isn't it? You know, owning what's happened. Mm. Mm. Owning what's happened and saying, yes, these were my experiences and I am answerable to no one, but just know this has happened with me and these yeah. things did happen but they're not happening mm. in the moment right now so that's mm. a, that's the thing i was trying to get at it was like one of the things i've realized is that uh when we go into the past experiences we are so empath like as empaths we tend to bring in mm. the same energies uh too it's okay to bring that energy to a level where you work at your shadow work like do your shadow work and it's important mm. to bring those energies back so that you can understand them and it's good that we have that uh way of having certain 
emotional memory to things because I don't have much of a visual memory, but I have a lot of emotional memory of things. Like I was like, I was feeling mm. this emotion when, I, when this thing happened to me, but then I don't really exactly recall the sequence of what happened, right? Mm. So that's what made me think is that I need to work at the emotional level. And the idea is that in the moment that you're right now in, it's okay to recognize, yes, this has happened, but not dwell on it as in this is my... Uh, this is how I identify myself because your identity yeah. is forever changing. And I think you you always say this too, like you can wake up and say, I think a different way. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think, you know, identity and who we are and our beliefs is like that blueprint, isn't it? With that script of why things are, why they are um, because of X, Y, Z that happened. And that's me because of this. Mm. um and and we you know we change and we it's, we it's okay to change your mind it's okay to think differently i think that that takes a lot of skill um to get to that place where you can kind of think on your own feet and be like okay i'm going to do xyz i'm not going to think about what people think or x yeah. you know uh you know even i went to the barbers the other day and i thought to myself oh, perhaps i'll have my hair cut this way i don't know just change my i was like oh i change my mind but then my mind might change again. But some people are very fixated on patterns yeah, or behaviors or routines. And this works, I, this doesn't work. Do it this yeah. way, or else you will fail. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. you and I are ready to fail. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah, I think I think with failure as well. I think that's that's something that I've learned a lot about um, you know, this this year. Um, you know, it's okay to fail and get things wrong. It's okay to make mistakes it's it's part of the process i think learning that that failure is part of the process of success a lot of the time and a lot of people avoid it and they fear failure i used to fear failure you know i had bad anxiety mm-hmm. about failure yeah. um, i was told at school i'd fail you know by people at life and stuff like that so that's probably where it stemmed from but yeah isn't you know it, like it starts from school hmm. this whole fail thing it's like the concept of failure <laughs> Yeah, it's like pass or fail. You need to do GCSEs yeah. and it. On your report card or whatever you had. <laughs> it's always like yeah. pass and how you get graded. It's like. Mm. It, and, that, and, that can, and that can affect people how they believe about themselves, how they think about themselves. And I think we're not, I mean, it's a whole other conversation, but you know, we're not kind of taught how to deal with failure and taught that failure is okay, you know, in this. Yeah. No. It, it is okay and there's a lot of growth to be taken from that and mm-hmm. i've noticed it reaching out to people for podcasts and re, you know applying for jobs you know recently i've had like four rejections on on different jobs i've applied for and i i don't it doesn't affect me as much as it used to i bounce back quicker you know because i've had x amount of times where it hasn't worked out but mm-hmm. i listened to joey diaz and his podcast and he said you know the you know the more no's you're getting you're just one step closer to yes kind of thing you're getting experience and you're putting your energy is not going any like it's not like oh and i spent so much energy on this it's always always going to be like one you're going to be one step ahead when something new comes up because you probably did the homework for it or you probably had all the stuff you needed for it all the conversation you will have with them 
the new people, you already know that what they're going to say next because the people who rejected you before have had that conversation, mm. right? And again, this whole thing of rejection when another human being tells you no and this whole idea of failing because another human being deems you to be not enough, when you understand that this, that all of that does not stem from, your self-esteem does not stem from those words or those ways of assessing you, it's just the mm. way the world works, that yeah. helps, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think as well, like, you think about it, that, you know, they, those people don't know you. You know, they just see you from the screen. They're looking at your, okay, a CV. We call it a curriculum, V-time, V-time, which is Latin. Um, but they, they're they just looking at you from a you know, screen. They don't see you as a person, you know? And I think when you take, you don't take it as personal, you know, when you see it like that. And, yeah, you know, like, why not? I think I, in my mind now, I find it a lot more scary not trying at something mm. rather than trying and failing and not working out. You mm. know, like there's there's that regret of what you know. What if you know what 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 have you got to lose in, in applying for that job? You know, what have mm. you got to lose in reaching out to that person? You know, I used to do mm. it where I wouldn't reach out to people mm. because I was thinking, oh well, what are they going to say? Am I going to get rejected? Yeah. And, I'm not good enough for that job and that kind of thing. You just don't know. You might be, something might just work out. I, I heard a story of a guy, oh, is, it, is it Travis Scott? One of the, the artists, music artists. He, he he sent a cold email to Kanye West's manager. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he saw it, he got him in, and he, he signed him a deal. You know, and it's like, I'm pretty sure that story is accurate. I don't know if it was Travis Scott or not. It might be someone else. But anyway, like, you know, you can just send an email to somebody. They might read it. They might get you in for an interview. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. That's it. That's it. You need to keep believing in that. You need to find more and more people who are going through that magical process of getting a job or like that believing that, you know, I, I tried these many times and then that one email gets through, right? So, yeah, um, I think... The idea is that in every job that you applied for, at least you got it done, like you applied for it, you went through the process of it, and whatever human beings you came into interaction with, with, those, with that whole, mm. with, maybe that human interaction was not meant for you, as in those people were not where you were going to get aligned to, maybe the vision and everything matched up with how you wanted to fit in there, but maybe those human beings, because in the end of the day, in the end of the day, when you do a job, and I've done many in workplaces, mm -hmm. like where you actually sit down and you, there's a boss and they, there's targets and things like that. In the end of the day, it's the human interactions that you have, people like us, we get affected mm -hmm. by those energies. So you might be like, I can do this much for you and I have all these you know, abilities and mm -hmm. skills and look at my CV. But then at the same time, if you don't get, if those people are not aligned with the kind of person you are, why Why would you put up with that kind of a job? And most people are stuck mm. in these brilliant companies and they don't get along with their crew on. Mm. And they're just putting up for years and years and years. Like, I don't like her, yeah. but like, I am going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't had a good meeting. And then behind the doors, they're like, oh, I don't like that woman. She always comes. Yeah. 
There's so many people who have this workplace politics and they think it's normal. Well, I wouldn't be happy in a place where there's always politics and people always say, being diplomatic as they say, oh, mm. I like you. And they're like, I don't like her. You know, I, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of, I think, what's... I mean, I think if people want to do this job, that, that's fine. I think, I think you know, if they're happy doing it, they're happy doing it. That's okay. Um, but I think, like, ultimately, that's, that's where that toxicness comes in. And mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it. I've been in it. I've, you know, like, as you have probably. And I think, you know, when I worked in hotels and restaurants, like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, you don't know whether to get to, to attach too much to people because they'd be gone in a week or be gone in three days yeah, and yeah. there'd be someone else in, in, in their place. And it was crazy. But um, I think you have to really kind of think about, you know, where, what it, you know, what, ask yourself why you're doing whatever you're doing. You know, mm. what, what, what's the purpose behind you doing that? Mm. You know, do you want a career in that? Are you, is your passion, you know, are you, are you doing something along the side of it? That's why, you know, I've come to learn, you know, try and, do something on the side, but know in the long game that you're working something else. And that thing you're doing right now is just feeding that thing. You've got to feed that thing on the side, mm-hmm. whether that's a business or podcast or whatever it is. I think we should, mm-hmm. you know, all kind of find that thing that we ultimately want to do. You know, mm-hmm. there's, a, you know there's a reason why we're mm-hmm. put on this planet. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many stories of people out there who've created businesses and they've done, you know, X, Y, Z jobs on the side. But, uh, you know, I, I, I just think I, I, I'm very aware now of my time and the conversations I engage with and what I ask myself, what, what purpose is that putting out into the world? You know, mm-hmm. people talking about certain things, mm-hmm. talking about people. Where's that, where's that getting you? Mm-hmm. You know, is that, is that making you happier? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's, that's just where I'm at in, in yeah. my life and with the way I think now I just I don't know I, I feel like I'm a bit of an old soul I'm quite deep you know yeah. uh, I don't I don't really gauge with that toxic kind of stuff but I think like I said ultimately back to what you said is that people are caught up in corporations and they become stuck because they I know people have families mortgages etc there's things in between that make it can make it more difficult for people to, to shift but mm. you have a choice whether you kind of you know, want to shift. You hear people all the time of changing jobs. You know, J.K. Rowling, you know, was, you know, an example where she, Mm. you know, was in difficult times. But, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, people need to really think about what makes them happy. And a lot of people don't know what makes them happy. Yeah, I love this. Uh, I find the most common themes in the way you preach your message is all about happiness. And um, one of the most common um themes that I find with your work is that you do say a lot about how you need to be happy within and then choose everything happy around you and if it doesn't give you happiness then don't do it or why would you settle for the you know the uncomfortable way of being because you're okay with being um was it okay with being comfortable and not okay with being uncomfortable so i i I, these this is something that you talk about a lot yeah i think like i i've done i mean we'll do jobs i think we have to do sometimes things that you know make us uncomfortable things that we kind of don't like because 
you can look back on that and those things that you did. You're gaining it. You're, you're going to gain, I think, experience from that regardless. Um, but but just notice that, you know, it, don't get to the point where it's making you unhappy and it's making you stressed and it's destroying your health. That's completely different. I think if you're doing something you don't like, try and find something that you do like in there. Like when I was doing bar work, I got to a stage where mm. I'd done it, you know, I was doing hospitality for 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And I was I was a bit fed up. And the thing that I had to within that, you know, feeling stressed and feeling a bit upset mm. and a bit miserable, I, I knew that I liked people. So when people came through the door, I was like, I don't know who I'm going to meet tomorrow. And that excited me. You know, that was what that was a silver lining in it within that that I could take from it that kept me going and energized. Yeah. So we we have to find something in that space if yes. you're in a job if anyone's listening who doesn't like what they're doing who doesn't enjoy it try and find like something within that that you can draw from and enjoy if that makes sense yes. you know like meeting people or you know whatever it is i think that's that's i mean that that, that can take a lot of work you know mental work to, to think about that but yeah. i think you know if you can do that and then try and seek and just try things out that mm. you do like, you know, or interests. Mm. Mm. I like this, that you talk a lot about how just at a mindset level, we need to start with recognizing what serves us and what does not serve us, right? And basically it comes down to happiness, but that might seem like a very simple topic, but then it's a very deep one, as you said, all of what you just said. And then it brings me back to just putting it out there as in, just living your whole life in a way that you're authentic to yourself is more important than trying to come up to other people's expectations, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're listening, you know, if you're in a job or you're doing certain things, there's a system in place and, you know, you're there to, to do a job and the people you work for, the manager might not be <laughs> empathic, might not be, might not have those humanistic qualities or might not even care about, you know, that person. They're just bothered about you achieving X, Y, Z, but yeah. then X, Y, Z, and et cetera, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not going to have, sometimes they might not have the time to then put that effort or energy into that. There are people out there that do, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, I hear about it a lot. You know, I hear about it. Someone I was talking to was saying, you know, I'm stressed out and, um, they they want to do this position, but the the manager doesn't you know give them thanks or you know talk about certain things. Yeah, I was like, well, they're they're doing their job and they probably haven't got those qualities or the empathy to then engage with you because their focus is in other areas. So I think that's what's wrong with a lot of people, and I've had it, you know, with, where where bosses or managers don't say, "Oh, good job." Yeah, I mean that 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 thank you and good job can go a long way. You know, if your your staff, are, you know, your your manager praising you, and you're happy, you're yeah. going to work better as well. And it's a dominant effect, like you know, people who have families. Like if a guy goes to work, this this is a very simple thing that I'm just putting forward. He goes to work, mm. and his manager says, "You 
don't come up to my expectations or whatever it is. He goes goes home, he carries the same vibe because we are all vibrations in the end. So at a vibration level, he carries that vibe at home. He passes it on to his spouse or he passes it on to his children, his wife or his wife passes it on yeah. to the children. And it just affects the whole family. And then it can just, you don't know how you can, as a manager or as a boss or somebody who's in charge of a workplace who has employees, you have so much responsibility to be like, say things in the way they're supposed to be said, even if it's like taking somebody out of a job, like firing them, that you have to do it in a very like proper way because otherwise you can affect people in ways that you don't even know. It's like, it's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it definitely is a domino effect and it definitely leaks into, you know, other areas of your life, whether we, we know it or not. Um, you know, people we meet and interact with, you know, if we let it, we take it home. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. that uh, trying to leave it at the door, but sometimes, you know, it can be difficult. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't have any kids yet or a family, but, uh, you know, I have family <coughs> me- members, you know, my mum and things like that. And, and I, I know if I've not been okay in the job, you know, I might talk to them a certain way or, might, you know, my, you can take it home. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I think, you know, ultimately, you know, human beings, you know, we need to do what, make, you know, try and do something that makes you happy or find what your passion is by trying it out. You know, if you don't know, if you don't try, uh, yeah. you know, do, do what you got to do. To, you know, to, to grind away to support yourself financially or that thing you want to do. Um, and like how you said thank you would change that completely, that one thank you that you said. Mm. If they said thank you to their employee and he went with that vibration, imagine the domino effect mm. of that. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I've definitely had that and I've had it where I've had the opposite. And, you, you know, it, it goes a long way goes a long a long way um but i think that's i think i think workplaces in the corporate like corporate world are getting better they're getting more mm, it's getting much better they're getting, they're, they're getting more better um, especially during covid i think they, they're yeah. tapping into you know like people's mental health and and the, yeah. the well-being of their, their people so i think there, there has been a, a significant shift and improvement but i think mm-hmm. there is still in some places it doesn't really exist you know like i i nearly went for a job recently and it was in a it was in a call center and mm. i read the description mm. and it said 20 minute breaks all day 20, 20 minute break it was a 20 minute break and there was, that, that I'm was it because i know about this yeah and uh, yeah i remember you talking about it and i was like you know, I, I I worked in restaurants for hours on end and had more than that that t- that time of break. You know, we'd have a minimum if we're lucky. You know, take an hour at least. You know, even if you were short staffed. Um, so I, I knew in my mind I would not be happy at all. I'd be you know pretty stressed probably. So and I didn't go for that. But I think it depends what your circumstances is financially. I think also, people, like, some people... If you're aware of your rights, that's mm. also something. These these ads and all, they also get by with those kind of people who are not aware of how the system is there to work for them. Um, so they, they just think, they read the ad, and they're like, oh, I'll do this. 
But yeah. uh, if you go through unions and all that and you find out the actual law, that you can't really do that literally, can you? I mean, No, I, I don't think it's entirely legal, I don't think. Um, there must be some loophole where they get away with it. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, ultimately, like, I, I just think... Like I did a podcast with a guy the other day and uh, he was saying, you know, he does Zoom calls, he does meetings with his people, he engages with them. And I think Elon Musk did a, did a video the other day with this guy and he was saying, you know, spend less time on PowerPoints and board meetings, you know, talk to your employees on the ground floor. Yeah. That's it, that's so, it. Human interaction is so important. And I'm glad that, like, I'm speaking to a lot of CEOs. It's just happening. Like, I've been getting these people who started startups just before COVID, and a couple of them, like, I've spoken to, and um, they have told me this, that they are getting more and more into understanding their employees as human beings, as in, you know, uh, you you can come in when you want, you can go out when you want, and you have your breaks when you want. And I was like, wow, like, how does that work? Mm. And like, they're in it because they want to be in it, not because I'm telling them that they need to do this, you know, that whole mm. boss mentality. And they're getting more productivity. They're getting people who during COVID didn't leave the workplace because they felt protected and safe there. So that that the CEO was actually telling them that, you're safe here. I will. I know this stuff, and I'll make sure you'll be okay in the end. So don't mm. give up on that. You just keep doing what you're doing. So these people who are part of the that startup, they really want to be there for the sake of wanting to be there because they think they are making, they have, they're putting some value in their own lives by being mm. a part of that workplace. So it's very different than yeah. just following one vision. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, and I think as well, like you know, in a business. How can you run? Excuse me. How can you run an effective business? Yeah. If people aren't happy, people are leaving, mm. and you know, like if someone's happy, they're going to work better. They're going to work better as a person in your business. You're going to have a more profitable business. You're going to have better reviews of the business. Yes. You know, like if you get people who don't want to work in a certain place, like I, you go on some of these job websites, the reviews are terrible, and probably because people don't care they're just doing it for the money they're not going to be caring or thinking about how people the customer thinks about it that's so, it that's you know it. There's, there's a lot there's a lot that comes into it you know and yes. but you know i think i think ultimately people just need to you know be happy try and find their fear you know because i think we're here for a reason that's it that's it and that kind of brings me back to this um idea of congruence right this uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. we've been talking about before the podcast too and i think what i understand by it and then you can sort of put in what you think it is i understand that it's that having that harmony between what you think of yourself that you should be doing and then having those aspects aligned mm. with what you actually are actually doing so that happy sort of a stream that harmony between who you perceive yourself to be and what you're actually doing. So that's like that point as mm. you talk about in your, in your, in your, uh, uh, on your Instagram too, and then do what makes you happy. So that's what's yeah. going to make you happy is what makes your inner self happy, right? Like what do you, what do you think about a congruence in your way of looking at it? Yeah. I mean, since I've been like looking at it today, 
um, and, and just getting to know it a little bit, it kind of comes clear, doesn't it? Because I think it's a very kind of deep kind of place you have to get to, isn't it? And I think ultimately all kind of interlinks because, you know, you're, you're, because it says here on this triangle, congruence is authenticity and realness, person-centered approach, mm. you know, unconditional positive regard, empathy, you know, congruence, empathy, unconditional positive regard, all kind of interlink to that person-centered approach. So you're, you're kind of taking your, you know, your values yeah. and using them in a way, you know, to, to, to benefit other people as well. And you're going to feel better in that. But mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, that's like, what was you mentioned before? Self, self, um, self-actualization, mm. you know, looking at, I'm trying to find it here. Okay. Yeah. Incongruent. All right, here we go. So incongruence is like, you know, like your self-worth, your self-image, your ideal self. And yeah. I think, you know, we've all got this, haven't we? We all, um, God, these are very scientific. Um, we've all kind of got this, you know, we've all kind of got this self-image, we've all got this kind of uh, identity of where we're at and where we want to be and whether we think that we're able to kind of get to that yeah. next stage, if that makes sense. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. We're all kind of like, say, for example, I don't know, you're a truck driver and you want to be... Uh, you know, in a different job or drive for a different company, mm. you know, there's that self-image and that, that kind of con- self-concept of where you're at and whether you you believe that you can get to that next stage. And it's mm. it's all these other, other things kind of interlink. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I was really in this idea of congruence in terms of, how we look at ourselves like there are three selves it says there is the self-concept the ideal self-concept and the real self-concept so i was Mm. finding it very interesting and i have to read more about it but it kind of clicks like how we do have this perceived version of ourselves and then there's Mm. a version that we want to get to the bestest ideal version of ourselves and then what's actually happening, right? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like, I've just seen a diagram here. I think I sent to you on Instagram. And um, mm. it is congruence. So it says here, actualization, society, organismic valuing, conditions of worth. So I think with this, it's like that mirroring of societies and it kind of like mm. where we are, where we are at right now we can look, probably look at society what other people are doing is that what kind of sometimes you think should i be doing that you know, I, mm. if someone's not working should i be working in a job like that person because mm. everyone else is doing it kind of thing so we're kind of like kind of self-actualizing thinking about our our place right now and mm. is that something that i should do you know what i mean that you know yeah. like society we're kind of always I think that's why sometimes people do certain things that they do because they're they're self-actualizing and they're actualizing the space where they're looking at their life right now and oh should I be doing what you know Tom's doing or whatever you know that X Y Z person yeah you know that, that those norms like, those those social norms 
And that would be like incongruence, right? Like the opposite of congruence. So like one way to mm. understand is to understand the opposite of it, which you just said. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've got something here which says that congruence is the, as I said, you know, the three self-concept, the self-concept, the ideal self-concept, and the real self-concept, right? So it says congruence is the amount of agreement between the self-concept, like the amount of agreement, right? Between the mm. self-concept, the real self, and the ideal self, and the more congruence the more psychological health there is within that human being. Mm. It, it determines your psychological health, which means your mental health in a way. So mm. you will have a better mental health. Or if you want to help with a client, they would, uh, if you work with congruence, it will help with their mental health to have yeah. harmony there. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely interesting, isn't it? When you when you peel back the layers and you look deeper into it, I think, yeah. I think I think you know people should learn about this in school or college. Yes. I think uh, so too. There'd be there'd be less people doing things they don't like doing. I wanted to study psychology, and people scared me off. They said there's too much math in it, and I was like, oh, I don't know numbers. Oh, I <laughs> You know, like I was not good at algebra, so I won't do it. Oh, don't you know there's stats in it and blah blah blah. And I'm like, <laughs> so I got scared of it and I didn't join. But I wanted to do stuff like anthropology and um, this psychology was like always on my head. Like I wanted when I wanted to join university, but then I ended up doing things that were similar to understanding the psychology of people because media studies was all about what are signs and what are behind signs and what people put in terms of like ideas into things and what is cultural studies and how people look at things. And if an apple is red for you, it might not be red for people who are in another country because they never mm. understand what red is, you know, things like yeah. that. I ended up learning about everything through media studies, how active audiences, passive audiences, like how they look at TV and how we get affected by programming. And then, after doing my bachelor's in that, I ended up doing master's in filmmaking. So, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did a lot of things. So yeah, but since this podcast is my podcast with you having a guest here, we will thank you. And I won't talk about myself too much today. We'll save it for another day. Thank you so much <laughs> for staying <laughs> and staying on. And we actually touched base with congruence as well, which was the idea behind yeah. today's topic. Yeah, and it's 12, 12 right now, which is numerologically. Really oh, wow, you can see it's too much light. Yeah, that's pretty bright. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Uh, and it's the 19th of December where I'm sitting right now. Um, and it's already Saturday, so I'm gonna party. Um, yeah. thank you so awesome. much for coming on this. No, you're welcome. Podcast. Yes, it's been great, Vino. And yeah, but I will do what I do in the end. I do the crazy stuff that I do in the end. And I won't oh. let you go till I don't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> so we will do that at my 12, awesome. 12 a.m. Um, that's okay. I'm all right. I'm used to it. Okay. All over the world at this freaking time. <laughs> <So>, yeah. 
<laughs> you see how our language shifts after 12 a.m. It becomes yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that. <laughs> so, um, dear universe, can you give me a message? For, um, what is Agampa need to hear today? What is it that he needs to hear? Okay. Let's see what came up for you. Oh wow! It says, um, "I trust." my inner wisdom mm. and i think it's about intuition so i'm going to read the other part which says um as i go about my daily affairs i listen to my own guidance my intuition is always on my side i trust it to be there at all times i am safe wow that's awesome yeah, so intuition, I am safe and I trust my, whatever I do every day, I just listen to my own guidance and my intuition is telling me where to go. So I don't need to worry about anything. I am, I'm safe. You are safe. So, the universe has yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, I definitely definitely resonate with that. I, I think those cards are pretty amazing, aren't they? You know, like you feel like tarot cards where you just kind of connect with them. Yeah. Yeah, so lovely having you, Adam. Yeah. And we will end it here. It's been like a lovely conversation. I hope somebody uh, out there can get some value from this. And I think this is going to be um, uh, the last podcast for December for all of us, for yeah, yeah. 2020s. And that's why yeah, yeah. Uh, I kept it a bit longer too, because it's epic, because um, my podcasting journey took, uh, like, started the day I spoke yeah. to you, as in terms of my thoughts. That's where it starts. <laughs> Everything around us was once a thought. So it manifested mm. after talking to you. So thank you for your guidance no, and support no. and all this friendship that we have. And we'll end it here. And thank you so much. You're most welcome. It's a pleasure to be back. And I wish you the best in what you're doing. Thank you. And if you would like to keep in touch with Adam Parr, you can do so by going on Instagram, Instagram, typing in Parsitivity94. That is P-A-R-R-S-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y. Parsitivity94.